Thank you for tuning in to How to Green Your Salon with Amber Salon Sustainability. Our special guests today are going to share some information on what it's like to be a sustainable salon professional. We hope you enjoy this episode and look forward to many more. for tuning in to Amber Salon Sustainability. I am very excited today that I have Sarah Connolly here with me. And Sarah, welcome to our show. Ellie, thank you, or Amber, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here talking about the latest breaking news on COVID symptoms. And it's fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it, that it's right in your wheelhouse. Looking for some great expertise from you today. Thank you. Well, absolutely. We are focusing on hair loss, and this is kind of, you know, August was Hair Loss Awareness Month, but this is like the finale, you know, my final week of podcasting and sharing about hair loss and symptoms and strategies and solutions for all different walks of life. And I'll let you share with the audience exactly the project you've been working on, but I've been following your education on social media and what you've been sharing. And we both have been enlightened recently to the coronavirus create, causing hair loss. And this new um, evidence that has come to light for people, um, and then we'll talk more about that, but can you share with the audience exactly what, you're, what you do in your project? Sure. So I'm an attorney for healthcare and tech companies uh, that are growing and need an attorney but don't need a full-time in-house. And in that role, I do a lot of speaking and training companies on hot legal topics. And of course, reopening responsibly during this COVID pandemic has been my my latest project. I'm helping small and mid-sized business owners reopen in a smart and thoughtful and safe way uh, and, and personal services, salons, hairstylists um, being an area where people are sometimes uncomfortable and need to understand what steps to take to, to be safe in going back to their hair salon. Um, part of what uh, I've discovered over the last, this is just the last couple of weeks, um, Forbes was the first one to do an article, but now it's really widespread news that in the two to three months after COVID infection, hair loss has been observed women and men as a very common symptom, which, you know, as if this virus isn't vicious enough, we, we yeah, keep right. learning something new every day. Uh, that this is just another another punch that we're taking here from this nasty virus. But um, the good news is that it looks to be temporary. Uh, it is growing back in most folks and not a permanent condition. Um, for many people, it may be stress-related too. Amber, you may be able to speak to that on, on what happens with some stress or trauma can lead to hair loss. Uh, so I'd love to, to give our, our collective audience some tips on how to recover from that, how to restore your lovely locks and, and uh, move past this challenging season that we're all in together. Yeah, it's, um, thank you, Sarah. It's definitely interesting. And I would say just from an experience or professional opinion perspective, I mean, I'm not a physician, but the 
the stress on the body, your hair just reacts to it in such a significant way. And it's almost like a lifeline of your body, which is why people can snip a strand and run a drug test and know if you, you know, months ago you took any drugs, right? Companies will do this. So it's, when you go into surgery, you create stress on your body and then you have hair loss that comes a couple months later. Or when you have a child and there's that stress, then a couple months later, then you have experienced hair loss. So I'm not necessarily surprised that because the coronavirus is just debilitating to the body and creates so much stress and our bodies are, comp it's not used to it. So it's, you know, running its gamut and now the hair is responding and it is falling out and shedding and really not getting the proper nutrients, breaking off, all of these things are happening. So I mean, you have to respond to that. I mean, my first thing I would say is get some really great supplementation. I would take something that works like IV therapy because you need it in your bloodstream quick and you need it to respond and make it all the way to your hair follicles. And so there, a product that is able to do that works better versus some other pill forms because it's never going to reach the follicle. So that's important, number one. Number two is to use a topical solution like I recommend the Naturaleak anti-hair loss system because it uses Scandinavian bioscience to help scientifically grow hair back. So you're going to strengthen the follicle, create more hairs per follicle, and ensure that whatever you do have gets sort of locked in like a deadbolt on your scalp so that you don't continue to fall, have hair fall out. And then the third thing I would recommend is to make sure you do find a naturally certified organic salon in your area and go in for a really good Scandinavian scalp therapy treatment to help, you know, give those follicles a punch and boost the hair growth, but also at the same time, de-stress, relax, get a ton of head massage. You know, our brains are running like crazy. The muscles in our face, we have more muscles in our face than anywhere else in our body. And there's so much stress there right now and the tension held in our scalps and in our faces is tremendous. So you go in for this treatment, you're gonna get pampered with an hour of incredible massage all focused on your head you know that houses your brain and you're going to help to just come back and be a little bit calmer and have some zen which will help with the shedding of the hair so those are my three recommendations right out of the gate uh, amber that's great advice you're a, a multi-pronged attack right From <laughs> yeah. on an internal and cellular level to combating that stress and anxiety that we're all understandably feeling right now with a really good uh, massage and really great products. Um, I, I'm over here uh, taking notes because I'm going to need to schedule and come in and see you. Um, I'll, I'll overshare, Amber, but I think your audience may appreciate it. Yes. Um, I, I believe it's not been confirmed because this dates back to April before testing was really widely available. It was really only for folks that were severe symptoms or healthcare workers. So I had some mild symptoms of what I suspected was COVID back in April and then noticed hair loss. And for me, it was um, all over my head, you know, not clumps. It was a lot of hair loss at once um, from, from all over my head um, and not sort of along my hairline. It was kind of uh, equal loss. 
um, that it could have been stress related. Certainly, I've been stressed like we all have been. Sure. Um, but I, I think with, with the timing of that, about two and a half months after those symptoms, that it's very likely related to COVID. So is that what you uh, may expect or what folks should watch out for is kind of all over hair loss or sudden a lot of hair loss at once? So I think that it would kind of onset, you would see just in the shower, your hair is going to come off in longer strands. So when you're shedding from the scalp versus breakage, it's their long strands. And like when you're putting your shampoo and conditioner and you're running your fingers through your hair and hair is getting wrapped around your fingers and it's just coming out the whole time that you're shampooing and conditioning, that's a sign more of hair loss than normal shedding. You know, you're, you shed 100 plus hairs a day. So when, if you don't wash every day and then you take you do, so you're going to have some shedding that happens. But when it's just you run your fingers through your hair in the shower and that's happening, also your hairbrush is going to fill up with those longer hairs faster. So you're going to feel like you need to clean the hair out of your hairbrush. Those are some signs. And it's not it's going to come on and you probably are going to notice it one day like it was a light switch, but it's, it is a gradual sort of thing that builds up and then you, you recognize it and it takes some time to stop. I mean, you will get some great instant gratification from a topical solution. Um, internally, you're going to need to give yourself 30 days of just pampering to really get things back. And then a hair comes out of the follicle tiny, tiny, tiny on your scalp, right? And then it has to grow to the length of your hair. So be, well, give yourself some you, patience. Yeah. Well, and what you described was my experience exactly. Um, so that's the comforting to me that what I'm experiencing is not unusual and is probably indicative of that. Um, because that's, I, I had never experienced that before. And, um, you know, you worry, right? It's not just vanity, it's health. Uh, what does this mean for... Oh, gosh, without a doubt. Pandemic or ...that's going on with my body. So, and we all know our bodies and we know our hair and, and that was unusual. You know, my husband teased me a little bit saying, we all age, honey, don't, don't, don't worry too much. Um, but, you know, we can tell when something is different and, and I appreciate that, that insight, certainly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know when you can do that extra loop on your ponytail you know, your ponytail holder, like if you can get that extra loop out of it, it's kind of like, okay, what's, what's happening? What, what happened to my hair? You know, I used to only be able to loop it twice. Why can I get it almost three times now? You know, those are some things that just, and it isn't just vanity. I mean, it is your crown. It's you, it's who you are. And it is just a mirror of your body. You know, the hair, your hair is a sign of, you know, health and stress. So it definitely is impactful and then you kind of when something happens it, you'll, you'll get in your own head and kind of stress even more so uh-huh. it helps to visit a salon or, or give yourself some time get yourself a good scalp treatment so you can have some relaxing time and talk to a professional that can just really work you through it I, this has already been uh, brought my blood pressure down numbers. So thank oh, you so much. Well, that's good. It's a resource I didn't know I needed until you and I connected. So let's talk a little bit more because this has also been my personal experience. I cut my hair right before the pandemic was declared. I, I had grown it out for my wedding, of all things, and cut it off and donated it. To, oh, good for you. 
Thank you. I used to make wigs for, for children with medically induced hair loss. So I had done a big cut before uh, the pandemic. But I have been, I think, as, as careful as anybody about when to come back for personal services. And I went back for my very first blowout and makeup for one of my reopening responsibly webinars because um, I did my homework in advance and, and felt very comfortable with their safety measures. Yes. But, Amber, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, reopening responsibly, I think, is what we're all it really makes the difference whether we'll patronize a business or not, right? We shouldn't have to choose between our safety and, and getting glammed up and pampered. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about some of those safety steps that you've been taking and recommending for others. Sure. So working with salons, I mean, all over from Far Harbor, Maine to the Virgin Islands, just talking to salons throughout the United States, and everyone has different requirements but we all are cumulative within the industry for some I'd say like top measures to take um, number one there should be sign signage posted on the door before you even enter the salon so that you're communicated to what's expected of you which absolutely needs to be that you wear a mask at all times during your service there is um, I think that you should recommend um, in advance via email or phone call what the measures are within your establishment also that would establish some nice comfort to your clientele um, once you're in the salon there should be hand sanitizer everywhere I think that temperature checks are great um, the staff mostly needs to be on top of that maybe even more than the clientele but it's great to have it available for clientele as well and here's the one thing that I've seen and heard of that I would say to just pay attention to is the handshaking. When you have a new client or you're transitioning a client from one service to another, sometimes someone will just reach out to help them into the pedicure bowl or shake their hand to say hello. That's where I think that as salon professionals and as clientele, we need to be aware of and not be reaching out for those types of introductions. Um, make sure you're sanitizing between every client and also to do it everywhere that you go. So if someone's at the front desk, the register, the front desk, that area, it needs to be sanitized and you need to show your clientele that you're sanitizing it regularly. It's not just about the chair that they're sitting in getting their service done. So if they go to the shampoo bowl, that needs to be completely sanitized and wiped down immediately. And people around the salon need to see these actions being taken. Um, and I think that it would be in the best interest of a business to get yourself an assistant, a salon assistant, someone in cosmetology school to really be hammering down on the sanitation because that will help to relieve stress on your stylist so that they can perform more and keep your revenue up, which is super important right now. So the investment would be worth it because the clientele will come because they'll be happy with the standards you've taken. Oh, Amber, I'm I'm proof positive of that. I didn't think I would go back to the salon if I and I wouldn't have if I hadn't been comfortable with them taking all of those steps. Um, great advice, Amber, from signage to really really good cleaning and disinfecting. Um, communication is key, both from customers and employees, for everybody to feel safe. Your employees want to know that you're gonna enforce masks for example right yeah you know absolutely that, that going to the salon by its nature means you're close to somebody and, 
And if both aren't wearing masks and you're breathing the same air, you know, your employees and your customers aren't going to want to take that risk. So, so communicating that on the front end is great advice. I am the one that calls ahead and, and kind of goes through the gauntlet um, to ask those questions. Sure. You know, really, a conscientious business owner is going to have those answers ready for you um, and take some constructive feedback on on any additional measures that they might want to take. The only thing I, I would add to that, Amber, is um, social distancing. Of course, oh, yes. Not, that's not possible. I know we're, we have social distancing fatigue by this point where <laughs> we sound like a broken record. But, you know, obviously that's not possible between the stylist and the customer. But spacing out the, the chairs between stylists, uh, making sure that you don't have too many people waiting in the waiting room at a particular time. You know, ways to, to stop folks from congregating and maintaining that distance as much as possible. Absolutely. And I get great questions, Amber, about what happens if somebody tests positive and uh, what to do in terms of cleaning or follow-up. Oh, goodness. My recommendation, yes. And my recommendation always is, and this is based on CDC studies and otherwise, that the virus doesn't live on surfaces for very long. If you shut down for about 48 hours and do that that top to bottom really thorough clean uh scrub all high touch surfaces uh you know make sure that you've been really diligent on that you are safe to reopen and have your stylists and customers back there's a misconception that 14 days the the incubation period of the virus that you would need to have folks out for that time period and that's really not indicated certainly if somebody is experiencing symptoms or they've had close prolonged contact with somebody that's confirmed positive for COVID, so within six feet for more than 15 minutes, then then they wanna be that much more careful about monitoring for symptoms. But I don't want salon owners to think that they have to close their door for two weeks uh, because I know how impactful that is on a business that's already been so impacted through this pandemic. So wow. hopefully that's helpful for your listeners as well. Oh my goodness, that's great information to share. and I will actually make sure that I reach out um, in in multitudes of communication because that's information that people definitely need to know and they don't realize that because I have heard a lot of stress from salon owners in regard to that exact topic so that's great thank you Uh, absolutely absolutely so would you like to say anything in closing in regard to um, salon owners with in coronavirus hair loss and where they would they should go or anything any advice of that nature yes i always like to end on the positive note when i talk about reopening responsibly i'm a small business owner myself i work with a lot of small to mid-sized businesses that there is a light at the end of the tunnel we're in a late phase testing on vaccines right now we are seeing cases go down mass and social distancing are working albeit slowly but surely so for all of your listeners out there there is a safe and right way to reopen and we are moving through this we know it's a new normal it's not going to be better tomorrow but there is a light at the end of the tunnel for all of us 
and I encourage you to to continue marching forward together because we will get back to to normalcy here soon. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for your time and your information. You are amazing. And I'm just very grateful for us being able to connect. Um, thank you to Sharon and 13th Avenue Media for bringing us together. And I hope you have an awesome week. You too, Amber. Thanks so much. And I'll pop my contact information into our social post so that Absolutely. people know I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thanks so much, Amber. You take care. You Stay too. safe. Wear your mask. Absolutely. <laughs> Will do. Bye. Bye.
Tune in next week as we address hair loss. August is Hair Loss Awareness Month, and we will be providing a lot of information to help with this for both men and women. Follow us on social media, and of course, leave us a review if you've enjoyed our podcast. Looking forward to seeing everyone.